I hurt my knee. So on this episode, we're going to talk about it. podcast where we discuss all things health, wellness, and injuries in an attempt to better understand the human body. This is episode number 73, and I thought for this episode, no better thing to do than, uh, and this will probably be quite therapeutic for myself, but talk about my most recent knee injury and maybe use it as a little bit of a case study to show how a therapist might rehab an injury and the things that a therapist goes through when on the other side of the fence, so to speak. Much of my career is helping people that have suffered from injuries getting back to pre-injury status or if they're in chronic pain, helping them manage their pain and symptoms so they can afford doing the things that they do in their daily lives to the best of their abilities to either be in pain-free positions or be in reduced pain experiences. So I thought today I would discuss my most recent knee injury and some of the things that I've done to get me back to where I currently am, and I certainly have a little bit of a ways to go. So right now the date is, what is the date? The date is June 16th, and I hurt my knee on June 4th, so I think we're roughly 12 days ago. And uh, I'll just give you a little bit of the backstory as to what happened. So I was uh, working out, and oddly enough, I was working out in a plane of motion to prevent knee injuries. So um, there's the irony of all this to begin with. And what I was doing was a, a drop to a lateral hop. So I was on a step, and I was dropping from a height onto one leg and then I was hopping sideways and sticking the landing and then repeating that. And so what I did was I dropped on to my left leg, I hopped onto my right leg and I was working out on a mat. And one of the biggest ironies of this is I remember and we continue to teach this in school when we're talking about rehab in our rehab classes, one of the things we talk about with patients safety is non-slip mats and I've been working out on this mat for for many many years seven eight years but for whatever reason I landed on my right leg and the mat slipped and so I tried to catch myself sort of subconsciously with my left leg and my left leg went into a valgus collapsed position which means my left knee went inward towards my midline But as it did that, I looked down at my knee and quickly recognized that my knee was not in a very favorable position. And if I didn't do something about it, potentially my injury was going to be really, really significant. So as I saw that, I kind of fell away from from myself in an attempt to minimize the, the damage, so to speak. And who knows whether whether I was really successful, but 
ultimately it all happened so quickly that I ended up uh, injuring my knee. So that's really my mechanism of injury is a valgus stress position. Now, for those of you that work in the therapy industry, you know that's not really a great position to injure your knee in. Luckily enough, my foot didn't remain in a fixed position and it was never really fixed against the floor, which is a good sign. I didn't have any pops, feeling of instability or, you know, feeling of disruption of anything. I didn't have any bruising. I didn't have any swelling. This was at the very end of my workout. I had some immediate pain and a feeling of tightness surrounding the entire knee. And I walked it off for about 10 minutes after, just kept walking. Just a little bit of a background regarding my injury history. I don't really have any substantial injury history with that knee. I've had a few sensations along the inside of that joint line over the years, but nothing major. I've never pursued any imaging or evaluation. I've been able to do all my activities of daily living um, and rarely, uh, if ever, have any pain in that knee. Um, Prior to this, I have no other health concerns. I'm not on any medications, so I don't really have a, a huge injury history to discuss with respect to that knee. So what I want to do next is just go through what my immediate reaction was and then what I've done over the last few days uh, just to try and manage my symptoms uh, and start my rehab process uh, back towards my pre-injury status. So what was my immediate reaction? I think that many people look at somebody and we sort of see this on social media sometimes, someone that's worked in rehab for a long time, a decade and a half, and helped many people through injuries. You know, they're probably um, really calm and sort of get right to it and and start the rehab process. I completely panicked, as most people would. I was scared. I was anxious. All of those normal feelings that anyone would get after they've suffered an injury, I got. I would argue that maybe I got them even more so. I think sometimes as therapists, the worst case scenarios immediately go through our head. Worst case scenario being many of the injuries that you see in that valgus collapse position end up being ACL injuries. You know, went through all of those things, sort of replayed the position of my knee over and over and over in my head. Did I injure my ACL? Did I not? You know, where am I at in my activities of daily living? I'm currently doing this 365 day challenge where I'm trying to move or do structured exercise every day. How is that going to be impacted by this? Am I going to be able to continue to work out? I'm in really good shape right now. I've worked really hard. All of those fears, all of those anxieties immediately went into my head. So after probably about an hour, I had to stop myself and sort of talk myself down and come back to more rational states of thought about what this really means. And when you look at it from an injury standpoint, my foot was not fixed. I had no bruising, swelling, popping, immediate feeling of instability. I didn't have any instability following the injury. So the majority of the signs pointed towards something that had a high probability of being minor. I also had no intra-articular or joint swelling that I could see. So that sort of put me at a little bit of ease. And for the rest of that day, I just rested. I'd already done my workout for the day. 
I did some gentle range of motion and flexion and extension of the knee, just moving it about. I could have used things like ice or heat to manage the symptom of pain and or over-the-counter medication under my own guidance or under the guidance of a physician, and I'm certainly not suggesting or giving you any advice regarding medication, but I could have chose to do that. I didn't choose to do either of those things. I didn't necessarily need to manage the pain on that day. It wasn't overly substantial. My knee and my leg felt tight. And what I wanted to do was just see how it felt and just continued to keep it moving. So on the rest of day one, I didn't really do much. I just rested it. It did start to feel a little bit tighter at the night, but I was able to get a full night's sleep. So that's really what happened in terms of the acute phase of the injury. So that's kind of what we're dealing with with respect to how I injured it and the steps now that I'm going to take and discuss in how I move forward from there. So if we look at day one post-injury, pain increased. So the next day I woke up, pain was substantially higher, maybe a 6 or a 7 out of 10. I could still manage it. I had maybe a bit of a limp, but I was really trying hard to walk naturally. When I would do any sort of twisting movement of my body, um, walk backwards or walk in bare feet, particularly on unstable surfaces. So if I was on the grass outside, for example, it really sort of aggravated my condition. I think the falling of my foot just into that pronated position or as the arch drops, I didn't particularly enjoy that. I also quickly learned that wearing dress shoes didn't feel very good, so I switched to running shoes at work that day. And I wanted to keep the knee moving. That was my whole goal, was to keep the knee moving and take a quasi-aggressive approach to my rehab. So at the end of day one, I did a 45-minute walk. I did a little bit of treatment to myself. I just did some skin rolling, picking up the skin around the area that was uncomfortable for three to five minutes. And then I did some gentle mobilizations of my kneecap to try and reduce some of the sensations of pain and spasm that I was feeling. Now on day two, interestingly enough, my right knee started to hurt and I didn't have any right knee pain on day one. But what I figured was I had probably had some sort of similar type injury that happened very, very quickly as my foot hit the mat initially. So over the next couple of days, both knees were quite sore along that sort of anterior medial joint line. So the inside front joint line of both knees and some of the tissues that are there that are commonly discussed are things like your medial meniscus, your MCL. You've also got a joint capsule there. You've got many peripheral nerves, particularly the saphenous nerve that's there. And so at that point, you really don't necessarily know what tissues are driving or what specific tissue is driving the pain that you're feeling. So that's why I kind of talk about it as just like a catch-all some of the tissues. And there are certainly tissues that I wouldn't have mentioned that are there as well. So two days following the injuries when I decided to start the formal, if you will, rehab. And initially I wanted to focus on open chain 
or safe closed chain exercises. So open chain exercises for this particular instance means that the foot isn't necessarily fixed against the ground, or if the foot is fixed against the ground, it's in a safer position. For me, that felt like me lying on my back. I didn't feel particularly safe or strong if I was standing on one leg or standing on two legs doing compound movements. So some of the exercises that I did on day two, when I started my formal rehab, I began with a bird dog exercise, which is opposite arm, opposite leg while being on your hands and knees. I did an active straight leg raise. I lay on my back holding a kettlebell in one hand. I bent one knee and then with the other leg straight, I went through raising my leg up towards my head. I did a hip bridge because it felt good and I was able to fix two feet against the ground while lying on my back and pressing up. I did some tandem walking, which felt okay. So I would walk forwards and backwards a little bit as if I was walking on a tightrope. And then I finished the workout with a quote unquote heavy carry. So I grabbed two kettlebells about 45 pounds, which was lighter for me and went for a bit of a walk. And then I did a little bit of battle ropes to get my heart rate up. Post-workout, I felt pretty good. I was a little bit sore, but nothing overly symptomatic. And I expected that would happen. And then I carried on the rest of my day. I think that workout was on a Saturday. I think I also went for a walk. I was really trying to walk 30 to 45 minutes every day. This is something that I typically don't do, but because I wasn't doing any cardio-based exercise or higher intensity exercise, I just wanted to up my step count, and I felt like this was going to increase just and keep the knee moving, and I wasn't getting any post-exercise swelling, which was great. I was getting a little bit of post-exercise pain and a feeling of sort of weakness around the area, but it was nothing that wasn't coming down within sort of an hour of finishing exercise. So on day three post-injury, the pain started to localize a bit, more to around the area of the tissue of the MCL. And day three is when I got my first treatment. So I didn't, I waited a couple of days to get treatment to again allow things to settle down. I think sometimes we look for treatment maybe a little bit too early in the process. And so I wanted a couple of days for those initial acute inflammatory response to calm down. This would make my treatment a little bit more comfortable, as well as, again, you you don't necessarily know what's going on in the first couple of days. So during that treatment, I had my quadriceps, hamstrings, adductors treated. It was a pretty tender treatment. And coming out of that on day four, my symptoms were quite a bit worse, which I fully expected, particularly in the left leg. Not worse in the sense of the original injury was worse, but I felt like the symptoms of leg tightness, which was a common symptom that I was feeling in both legs, quadriceps, hamstrings, and adductors, front and back and inside of the leg, that was exacerbated in the right leg, but particularly in the left leg. And I felt it quite a bit in the back of the leg on that day, but just reassured myself that it was post-treatment pain and that would probably go away within 24 hours. I continued to do open chain exercise on that day. I walked down to my treatment and walked back to make sure I was getting steps in. I still did rehab on that day prior to treatment and I was feeling pretty good. 
on day five, which was the day after my treatment, my right knee felt pretty much 100%. I woke up that day, everything felt great. I didn't have any right knee discomfort whatsoever. And so the treatment really seemed to help reduce some of the symptoms of pain and whatever I had done in my rehab up until that time seemed to have uh, really dropped the sensation of pain and improved function in my right knee. And everything that I was doing on my left, I was doing on my right in those first three or four days. And as I said, I don't think that I injured my right knee nearly as much. So around day five, my left knee was probably 75% if I was to say a measure that was close to my pre-injury status. I was feeling about 75%. So what I started to do on day five was introduce light single leg work. Before day five, I hadn't done any single leg training. I wasn't feeling particularly confident on that left leg. It felt quite apprehensive. I don't like to use the word unstable because I don't, I didn't feel any instability. It was just increasing my symptoms of pain quite a bit when I was on one leg. And I didn't really feel like I had the reaction time or the proprioception to take myself out of a particularly injurious position. I remember over the weekend, I was mowing the lawn and walking backwards. My brain just wasn't really having any of it. Neither was my knee. I was having a hard time walking backwards, so I was having to turn around. And even in turning around or pivoting on that leg, I wasn't feeling particularly confident. So day five post-injury, I started to do things like one foot balance, standing, marching positions. I was doing some light, not full range hip hinging in a single leg position. I was also starting to do a little bit more backwards walking, which was something that I was struggling with. The pain in the transverse and frontal plane, so twisting and side to side, started to drop a little bit, but I could still tell that I didn't love being in that end range position, and I was still wearing shoes when I was working out, which I forgot to mention as well. Typically when I do my workouts, I work out barefoot, but I was still wearing shoes because I felt just better wearing shoes while doing my rehab. So six days after the injury is when I actually made my first appointment to get the knee evaluated, and I actually haven't had it evaluated yet. I made the appointment for two weeks post-injury, and so why did I wait to get it evaluated? To be honest, it's really not going to change my course of action in the first two weeks of the injury. If this is what I think it is, it's probably going to take anywhere from four to six weeks until it feels completely 100%. And even if it ends up being something more substantial, in the first two weeks post-injury, you're essentially doing the same thing. You're managing symptoms of pain, swelling, and range of motion. I never had any swelling, like visible, obvious swelling that I could see. I maintained my full range of motion in all of the joints. And then I was just starting to take steps to get me back to pre-injury status. This isn't going to necessarily change. I am aware that I'm probably not going to be running until I have it fully evaluated and I'll discuss a little bit about my plan to reintroduce those exercises a little bit later as well. The other thing is, from my standpoint, a lot of the time when you're managing or trying to assess an injury like one day or two days post mechanism of injury, so the the person comes in quite early, 
it's just too uncomfortable, it's too swollen, and often that gives you just a lot of false positives in your testing. So I really can't, two days post-injury, say much. And I've found this theme common throughout the course of my career. So I have my appointment set up for Thursday of this week, so in a couple of days, with our sports medicine doctor to get his opinion on what he think has happened. And I will give my opinion at the end of the show what I think has happened as well. So day seven, I started to do my first and introduced my first ballistic workout since I injured my knee. So I did some light kettlebell swings. I did this with one bell two-handed. I work out with kettlebells a lot. The reason that I did one bell with two hands is when I do one bell with one hand, I'm working more rotational strength and it's going to be a little bit more stressful on the inside of the knee or that leg at one time. And this was the first time, which was one week post-injury, that I'd done anything ballistic. This is also the first time that I'd really put a lot of stress on the knee with my feet in a fixed position. I didn't put a lot of stress in the transverse twisting plane or frontal plane. And this workout went really well. I had a little bit of post-workout soreness, a little bit of feeling of weakness. But other than that, I recovered quite well. I did ballistic workouts again on day 8 and day 9. And I started to introduce something known as RNT or reactive neuromuscular training at this point in time with more compound patterns. So what that means is I introduced a lunge pattern, a rear lunge pattern, just because it has a tendency to strengthen the rear chain a little bit more, the hamstrings. And what RNT is, is I used a band to pull my knee into the injured position And what the brain and the body then has to do is keep you stable in that position. So by going through a lunge pattern with a band, pulling my leg in towards my injured position, my brain and my body have to force myself to keep myself out of that injured position. So this felt really, really good. I also added in some bear crawls at this time, which is getting on your hands and knees and crawling around. This was to increase, again, sort of range of motion, increase strength, as well as get all of those joints moving together as one unit. I did not and still have not introduced squatting yet, mainly because I feel like squatting on the knee right now, I'm just not quite ready for it. Both feet are gonna be in a fixed position. It may stress that inside joint line a little bit too much and it doesn't give me the escape that a lunge gives me. So there's much more forgiveness in doing a lunge pattern because both legs aren't fixed against the floor. And so that's why I chose to introduce that lunge pattern with RNT at day eight or day nine. Day 10 was the first day that I did a stair workout and I typically do a stair workout once or twice a week. And so this was the first time since the injury that I did a stair workout. I typically do this with a a weight vest. So I introduced the stair workout The first time again at day 10, I did 35 minutes of stairs. I was sore after. My legs got more sore than they were before the injury during the workout. I had a feeling a little bit of weakness after the workout, but again, that didn't really last anything beyond maybe an hour. So this brings me to where I'm at right now, which is 11 days post-injury. And I would say that I feel about 90%. 
I feel like I could run in a straight line if I needed to. I find myself not being overly conscious in what my knee feels like. I can walk up the stairs and kind of jog up the stairs quickly again. I have some reasonable stability in the side-to-side plane and the twisting plane. And it feels pretty good. I don't really have any pain at rest. If I really think about my knee, I have a bit of a sensation there, but it's not particularly painful. I could probably hop if I needed to. I don't think I could do a trail run yet because of the hills and the instability. I don't quite feel that confident in going out and doing that. So I guess the question is, that hasn't been answered is what do I think I actually did to my knee if you want to classify the injury? Well, again, as at the top of the podcast, I talked about some of those structures in the anterior medial corner. I think based on my mechanism of injury, as well as some of the areas that were sore, I've injured my MCL. I'm assuming that this injury is a grade one injury based on the fact that I had no intraarticular swelling. I had no bruising. I had no feeling of immediate instability or audible pop or sound. But again, that's just my assumption. So what is my plan moving forward? Uh, I'm going to get evaluated this Thursday, get a, a second opinion. I think it's always important as a therapist that you have somebody look at the injury through an objective lens, because I think sometimes, as I said at the top of the podcast, we can become our own worst enemy. We sometimes know a little bit too much and we start to get inside our own head and think of worst case scenario. And again, this is personality dependent, but I will fully admit that that is where I went. Now, after I get evaluated, what is my plan moving forward? So I'm going to wait another week of doing single leg strength work. I'm then going to start to introduce squatting again into my workouts. I'll probably start doing some hopping and some light plyometric exercises and bounding around week four, which will be two weeks from roughly today. And then I might try a flatland run at week four, depending upon how I feel. My plan is to do a full six weeks of rehab, regardless of what I feel like, before I attempt to run on the trails again. I just feel like I will be a little bit more comfortable in returning to trail running with a full six weeks. And if it doesn't feel great, then I'll continue to run on flat ground until I feel confident that I can run on trails again. Part of the reason that I'm doing this is I do want to respect the anatomy and respect the time that it takes for these things to heal. I think sometimes, regardless of whether your symptoms have dropped and you feel really great, and we talk about this in the context of knee injury and ACL a lot of the time, we know that return to play and return to sport, quote-unquote, early in the process, which is typically inside of nine months, has increased risk of re-injury because we need to understand that with every injury, there's a natural history that has to happen. The anatomy has to stiffen. Rehab, while it helps facilitate the process, cannot 
directly influence our ability to heal and our anatomy. We can't, by strengthening, cause that post-surgical injury to fuse to bone, for example, any quicker than it's deciding it's going to. So I don't really think this is necessarily conservative approach. I mean, I'm not a professional athlete. I'm just somebody that likes to stay fit and likes to live an active lifestyle. So I'm not really in a rush as long as I'm able to get a good workout in, which really now with my knee feeling at 90%, I'm able to do everything with maybe the odd modification except running. So I'm happy about that. I don't have any discomfort. All of my activities of daily living, I'm essentially able to continue to perform. So I feel like I'm in a good position and I just don't want to rush and make this something that becomes persistent. So that's where I'm at right now. And overall, I've been happy with how things have gone. Um, I don't think that I would do that much differently. I think that maybe what I would have done in day one is I didn't really talk to anyone in the industry about my knee. I might have reached out to a few friends or colleagues just to maybe have them calm me down a little bit because I was quite apprehensive about what had happened. And obviously as well, one of the things that I didn't mention was being self-employed or being responsible for earning your income. Didn't really know whether I was going to have to take any time off. So, you know, it just kind of goes to show how multifactorial injuries are. And obviously I know this in my head, but it's always interesting to experience it on the other side. And I certainly learned some valuable lessons going through my own injury that I can take moving forward. And sometimes you forget, even if you have an injury in the past, what it feels like to be on the other side. It's always important to be reminded that when people are injured, the injury is multifactorial. There's a lot of psychosocial factors that go into it, along with the biological factors that go into it. And trying to orchestrate a treatment plan that is individualized is so, so difficult in a blend of art and science that any opportunity that I can get as a therapist to see that through a different lens, I think is is really, really great. So my question for you is, have you had a knee injury yourself? And if so, what has helped you get through the process? I'd love to know in the comments below. As always, folks, I hope that you found this episode to be of value to you. Have yourselves a great weekend, and we will see you in the next one.